Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another episode of the Knowledge Group podcast, offering you a forward look at what you can expect to hear from our Knowledge Group webcasts. And on this particular episode, we're going to be joined by our panelists on September 28th, kicking things off at 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern and lasting for an hour. We'll be talking about government contracts, opportunities, risks, and challenges you should know. The panelists for this webcast consist of Rob McDonald and Joe Whitcomb. More information about our panelists and the webcast can be found in our description box as well as the website for details about how to sign up and how to tune in, whether that's on demand or live. Don't forget about Podcast 25 when used at checkout, which will get you 25% off that very first paid webcast registration. Once again, Podcast 25 can be found in the description box along with everything else. So without further ado, we'll turn things over to our speakers right now. We have here our panelists. Mr. Rob McDonald and Joe Whitcomb, who will answer some questions for us about this upcoming webcast. Hello, my name is Rob McDonald. I'm with uh, Berkeley Research Group, or BRG, and their government contracts advisory practice. I'm a uh, forensic accountant and government contract consultant and work on a range of uh, government contract matters and disputes in an accounting and advisory capacity. Looking forward to this presentation Joe and I have prepared and um, I think it will be uh, one that uh, every audience member will take uh, a few things away from, I hope at least. Thank you. Great. Uh, glad to have you both also on the panel. So for uh, Rob, uh, just a, a quick question. What key topics do you intend to cover in your presentation? Yes. Well, I, I'm going to discuss, uh, in keeping with the presentation name, I'm going to discuss some of the opportunities, I think, to kick things off, uh, specifically the, the size of the federal government contracting market, some of the uh, purchasing characteristics, and uh, some high-level descriptions of the market. And then uh, I'm also going to discuss, and I'm seeing this with my client, uh, client engagements at the moment, various uh, delays and disruptions that are incurring uh, on the performance of government contracts and how those delays and disruptions uh, impact the cost cost structure and you know uh, impact profit maximization that sort of thing and also deal with uh, uh, many of these delays and disruptions uh, unsurprisingly as a result of covid induced events that sort of thing so there will be a bit of a pandemic orientation to my comments look forward to it for uh, going back to Joe, uh, I have another question, Joe. Uh, you have several acts that you will cover in the next week's webcast. How do these acts impact our attendees? And can you give us a glimpse of uh, some of the legal implications? So I will be covering a few different acts next week. Uh, some of them I expect our audience members will have even heard or read about uh, in the news. One is the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Um, and the other is uh, a big one is the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Um, and so the, as well as the National Defense Authorization Act and some others. Now the, the implications for uh, our attendees, uh, one in the first two acts that I mentioned, um, consistent with what Rob was just talking about, there's a lot of new mm -hmm. money going into uh, government contracting. 
as a result of those two acts. And or and then the second piece under the National Defense Authorization Act, for example, there's a lot of regulatory changes that will impact small and large government contractors. Mm, I see. And uh, if I may ask, what is the American Rescue Act of 2021 and why is this act relevant to our audiences? So th this was an act that um, at the time newly elected President Biden signed into law. It, it's a $1.9 trillion, um, some would call it stimulus act, um, w which was related to uh, COVID-19 relief, pandemic relief. I mean, it's an economic mm -hmm. stimulus package, and again, that's what you know, almost two trillion dollars in new money going into the economy. I see. That's a good information. And uh, Rob, for those attendees that are relatively new to government contracts or those firms considering entering the government contracting market, what useful information or aspects of government contracting do you intend to cover during the webcast? Well, at a high level, I would say that, you know, I mentioned the the opportunities and, of course, with opportunities comes risk. And I will touch on it, I think, towards the beginning at a very high level, some of the unique characteristics of federal market uh, contracting and um, the kinds of unique uh, systems and processes that companies need to be familiar with um, uh, that are required with government contracting. That sort of thing. Mm, okay, great. And uh, for Joe, um, what do you see as a major legal implications to the National Defense Authority Act for fiscal year 2022? And what will you cover during the webcast for that? So one of there was a a some of the biggest changes that came out of the NDAA, as it's commonly referred to by. Um, government contractors and those close to that space um, is some of the changes in the Made in America Act, the percentages of product that has to be made in America for it to qualify as Made in America, uh, and that will impact manufacturers specifically uh, where they get those, where they get their products, where they get where things are manufactured. That will that will have. Um, and impact uh, there's some there's some impacts on small businesses as it relates to um, their past performance and what who they're allowed whose performance they are allowed to rely on for past performance specifically joint venture partners um, mm -hmm. there's there's a the national defense authorization act has about 47 or, or over 50 subsections related to government contracting that are going to impact contractors. So we won't be able to talk on all of those, obviously, in the amount of time that we have. And what we'll focus on are the ones that are most likely to have the most immediate impact on, on businesses in the government contracting space in the near term. Okay, I see. And um, Joe, if um, I may ask, how do or for those attendees as firms are contending with COVID pandemic induced delays or disruptions, um, what useful information or main points might you cover? 
Well, this is something I think Rob and I will both be able to speak to intelligently because from the legal side, which, you know, our law firm handles, obviously, the legal side of things, uh, we will speak to the audience about arguments that they can raise about COVID-related changes to their contracts. So there may be COVID-related delays or maybe contract, there may be offices, government offices that for example, we've had clients who were performing for contracting offices in varying states where the government employees who were who our client needed to have present in order for them to perform weren't coming into the office, right? They weren't coming into the office because there were various stay-at-home orders in different states. Um, so that caused uh, contractor delays. And so... What I will speak to contra- you know speak to attendees about is the types of tools available to them, like starting with requests for equitable adjustment and moving up to uh, contract claims for both constructive and cardinal changes to contracts. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I don't want to speak for Rob, but one of the things that Rob you know firms like Rob's and mine work together often is help you know Rob's firm helping client my clients determine and quantify the amount of money that the delays have cost them. Uh, and I'll let Rob speak to, to that issue. Mm, okay. Look forward to hearing that information there during the webcast. And with that in mind, um, how do the various pandemic stimulus bills and programs like CARES Act, Paycheck Protection Program, impact government contractors and what useful guidance pertains to that? Yeah, why don't I? Um, I think this is kind of closely related to what Joe raised, but and, and yeah, I mean, this is where we're going to spend a good amount of time in the presentation. Uh, there's been stimulus uh, acts, of course, one notable one in, in early 2020, right at the outside of the pandemic, was the CARES Act. Se- section 3610 was a section of that act that is applicable specifically to federal government contractors. And just like Joe alluded to, these, these that section actually is intended for uh, the quantification of costs associated with an inability to really show up at a physical geographic place of work. And it's just one example, but the, the section 3610 I'll hit um, in some level of detail and provide uh, best practices in any kind of stimulus bill and or guidance from any agency that is specific to government contractors and related to COVID and the pandemic is where we'll uh, attempt to focus. Okay. And um, what key guidance do you think, um, do you have regarding the best practices with potentially cost contract performance interruptions caused by government customers? Just things Um, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't intend to hit on, I don't want to take too much of the material from the presentation, but (laughs) identifying, you know, step one, identifying contracts that have been impacted by COVID-19 and pandemic impacts, track the impacts, employee labor costs, um, the review of uh, uh, indirect costs and indirect cost personnel and identifying the roles that that were impacted by delays or disruptions, timekeeping systems, I talked about business processes and systems that are that need to be sharp and also adhere to often unique um, 
regulatory requirements vis-a-vis accounting data, that sort of thing. We'll get into some more detail. Okay, great. And for Joe, uh, can you share just one example of a government cost delay or a disruption that will go that you will go into detail during the next week's webcast? Uh, certainly. Um, so, uh, a, a great example is actually a client that we dealt with uh, that we're dealing with right now. We're litigating for it, and they were working for federal on a federal highways contract. Obviously, I won't. I won't tell you their name or, or too many details uh, about the case, but they they um, executed a contract for constructing a highway in a national park or you know parts of a road in a national park and sidewalks in a national park. And in this instance, the government um, it's not directly related to COVID, but the government refused to allow the contractor to pour concrete at night. Um, and as a result of that refusal, uh, the extraordinary temperature changes where the contractor was working caused some um, difficulties with the with the concrete, uh, caused, a, caused the concrete to not set correctly. And then the government re, you know, refused to allow our client's remediation process to play out and, and caused you know terrible delays, and then the government ultimately um, terminated the contract for default. So there, there's an example where you know the government caused the delay by refusing to work with the contractor and by refusing to allow the the, the contractor to um, in this example pour concrete at a time that would make sense, namely at night when the temperatures didn't didn't change as much, um, and then when and then refused to allow the contractor to remediate. Um, and then ultimately, you know, which ended up costing the client, um, you know, a great deal of money. I won't qualify it, but a great deal of money. Um, and, you know, and now we're, now we're litigating and we have been for, you know, the past year. Okay. And uh, Rob, uh, if I may ask, what's the outlook for government contracts going forward? From your perspective well, well we'll touch on some of the um you know s- some of the opportunities going forward and our you know my view our views about you know where contractors or potential contractors might want to think about pursuing new work but um uh, just kind of a forward-looking conclusion to the presentation uh i will just say at this point that the future is bright for government contracting and uh we'll, we'll even uh, get quite brighter in, in my personal humble view thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the knowledge group podcast don't forget more information about this webcast can be found in our description box below along with a link to take you to the full agenda of the program on wednesday september 28 2022 from 3 p.m to 4 p.m eastern time We hope you can join us at the Government Contracts Opportunities, Risks, and Challenges You Should Know live webcast, or register to get a copy of the recording if your calendar is full. However you choose to listen, we hope to see you there. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Take care and bye for now.